You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome to Flourish Weekly. You are back, I am back. We missed a week last week, but I'm thrilled to be with you guys again this week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for always reaching out. I've been running into you. I ran into someone recently and she said, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. It's ministered to me so much. And that just touched my heart and encouraged me to keep going and doing what, you know, what God's asked me to do and what God's telling me to do. And um, it's just so much fun. I love having this platform. I'm super excited to just jump right in this week. I want to talk to you guys about um, something that God has really been laying on my heart for me, for our church community, and also for you, my Flourish Weekly community. Um, And that is, the title of this is going to be, It is Time to Build Up. And what do I mean by that? Well, I want to start off by looking at Jeremiah 31, 28. This is going to be a quick one today. I'm going to jump right in and we are just going to hit it. I want to encourage you. I want to speak life into you. And I want to um, hopefully challenge you to just get up and move and work and do what you can with what you have um, and believe God that he can do something with that. Man, so excited to share this with you. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this word that you have spoken to me. Thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that it always gives us life. It always gives us energy. It always gives us hope for the future. We love you so much, and it's our heart's desire to please you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you guys, check out Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 28. This is God speaking to Israel, and he says, In the past... I deliberately uprooted and tore down this nation, but in the future, I will just as deliberately plant it and build it up. And you know what? Whenever I was reading that, it just, it hit me so, it hit me right square in the eyes that God has allowed some things to be uprooted. God has some allowed some things to be shifted in your life. You know, there's been some shifting. There's been some uprooting. There's been some seasons of loss and there's been some seasons of of really just feeling the pain of the shifting and the uprooting is not fun it's just not that season of uprooting is not fun but it is necessary and it's it's um the uprooting is not fun the the shifting is not fun but what god spoke to me in my own personal time with him recently and i wrote it in my journal and he said i am gentle in my shifting i am gentle when i work And it reminded me, and Matt and I were talking about this over breakfast, and he reminded me actually about the two different methods of chiropractors. You have chiropractors who turn you into a pretzel, pop your back, um, do all these different maneuvers and moves that are kind of like strong and get you on alignment and it feels good, right? You feel better afterwards. But there's also another form of chiropractic um, practice where they're very gentle in their shifting. It's called gentle chiropractic. And they are very gentle in the way that they use pressure points and different ways to shift your vertebrae and your body back into um, alignment. And when God spoke that to me and I was sharing it with Matt over breakfast, he was like, man, it reminds me of those chiropractors. And it's so true. That's how God is in his shifting and his adjusting. He's very gentle. And I feel like sometimes um, life kind of feels like it's turmoil and life kind of feels like it's been flipped upside down. But even in that season, we recognize that God is with us and he is working. And I think sometimes, I honestly think we would be surprised with what God was building and doing in the moments of turmoil. Um, 
You know, there's another verse that I love and I cannot remember exactly where, where it's found. I believe it's in the book of Ezekiel where he says, I went in bitterness and turmoil, but the Lord's hand on me was strong. And how true is that? Is that in the bitterness and in the turmoil, in the hardship, in the trial, in the, in the, in the uprooting seasons, you know, and the Bible says right there in Jeremiah, we read it, that God deliberately takes us through seasons of uprooting and of shifting, but in those seasons of turmoil and bitterness and how it feels off and it feels frustrating and it feels impossible in that season, God's hand on us is strong. And I love to look back on seasons of what seemed like turmoil, what seemed like chaos, what seemed like nothing made sense. I look back on those moments and I'm like, man, God, you were rearranging, you were building, you were, you were adjusting and you were putting things into place. But I also want us to focus on the second part of that verse in Jeremiah, where it says, I will just as deliberately plant and build up. And I believe that you and I are entering into that season of God building up. It is time to build up. It is time for us to get in the game, to get in alignment with God, to get um, our focus off of 2020 and 2021 and our focus off of the hardship and our focus off of the loss and begin to come into agreement with the Spirit of God and begin to build up. I believe that your family is being built up. I believe that your finances are being built up. I do. I'm not just saying this. I believe it with all my heart that you are entering into a season of your church being built up, your future being built up, your children being built up. And in order for that to happen, you've got to come into alignment with God about some things. You've got to recognize, hey, God, I want to be in partnership with you. I want to be in a place in my life where you're in charge And I'm in partnership with you, meaning I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to seek you first. Um, And and I'm reminded right now, I wasn't planning on telling you this, but I'm reminded of this morning, actually. um, I was doing some work with one of my businesses, and I was doing some price shifting and some different things, and I felt the Holy Spirit leaning on me to not change my pricing. And I wanted to kind of Um, run a sale or do a little adjustment with my pricing because I was concerned that I wasn't getting um, a certain thing out of it that I really wanted. And I felt the Holy Spirit go, "Uh uh-uh, don't do it. And I honestly, to be completely vulnerable with you this morning, I listened and then I didn't listen. So I didn't adjust. And then a few, probably about a half an hour later, I went back and I went ahead and adjusted some things. And just I am not even joking you. Two minutes after I did that, I ended up getting business that was someone someone came in and booked business for me that was more than I had originally had it at before I lowered the price. And I don't know if that makes sense to you if I made that if I if I said that correctly or not. But basically what I'm saying is that the Holy Spirit taught me in that situation, in that moment. He taught me that, hey, I am your partner in business. I am your partner in all things. You work hard. You do your best. You give your best. You're excellent. You're planned. You are, um, you know, I believe we have to give our very best. You know, I did a whole podcast on um, uh, how believers should be the most excellent people on earth. And I do believe we should give 100%. But we should also be yielded to the Holy Spirit because I love that we have the God factor. As believers, we can look around us and, and say, well, you know, 
the like David said in the Psalms, don't, you know, look around and see that the wicked are flourishing and, and prospering. And you know what? None of that matters. That is not my focus. That shouldn't be your focus. My focus is on God. Number one, I am focused on Jesus. I'm focused on the, the purposes that he has for my life. I'm I am focused on his calling. I am focused on building his kingdom, on loving people, on loving Jesus, and on making sure people get to heaven. That is my first focus in life. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I live my life believing that. And so when I come into partnership with the Holy Spirit, when I come into partnership with God in raising children, in my marriage, in my business, in my church, in my disciples, group, whatever area of, of life that I am in, when I come into partnership with the Holy Spirit, things will fall into place. Now, that's not to say that there won't be seasons of uprooting and of shifting, because the Bible says that there will be seasons like that. But it also means if I'll hold on to him through those seasons of shifting and uprooting, he will just as deliberately begin to build up. And and that is the season that you're entering into, but it's going to require you to come into alignment, come into agreement with the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? The Holy Spirit is your guide. He is a person and he lives on the inside of you. If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and he'll speak to you. He'll give you insight. He'll give you ideas. He'll nudge you one way or the other. And your job is just to listen. And I believe in that moment of teaching that the Holy Spirit led me through this morning. He was showing me, let me lead you and guide you in these decisions because you don't know what I know and you don't see what I see. And so we really have to trust and we have to believe. But you know what? This season, this season of building up is going to be an encouraging season. It's going to be an exciting season. I believe that it's going to be a season where it's almost like you are on a, a river. On a, imagine yourself on a vacation and you're on a tube and you're, you're, you're riding down a river, a fast-moving, refreshing, cold river in the middle of Texas somewhere in the, in the Texas heat. Um, I believe this next season for you and for me is going to be a season of moving with God in the refreshing and the fun and the exciting things of God. And um, I just know in my heart that he wants to build up and he wants to, um, to, to plant and to grow things in your life. So another verse I wanted to share is Psalms 103. Um, and it, it's in the chapter of Psalms 103. And it says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And that just goes back to remembering that he is gentle in the shifting. He's tender and he's compassionate in his workings with you. Um, and another thing that I want us to look at is the story of Gideon. And it's really, this is such a powerful story. This is such an interesting story. If you have heard of, you know, Gideon's mighty army and all of that, I've been reading a lot in, about Gideon lately. And I want to read these verses to you, and I'm going to go over a couple of these verses and um, just really want you to listen to what God said to Gideon when he was headed out to fight an, a battle. And this, I believe, is God's word to us today. Judges chapter 6, verse 12, it says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. So I'm, you know what? I'm trying to decide if I want to stop in, at each verse or if I want to keep reading all the way through. I think I'm going to read all the way through these four verses and then I'm going to come back. So verse 13, Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? And where are all the miracles? 
Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to our enemies. Uh, Verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. Verse 15. But Lord Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe, and I am the least in my entire family. Verse 16, the Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. You guys, man, I got a lot to say about this little group of verses, but let's start with the first one. Um, Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And you know what I love about this? And I want you to get this. God called Gideon mighty hero before he won the battle. And God is calling you today, and he's calling me today, mighty hero, mighty strong man or woman of God. He is calling you by name today, and he is speaking to the potential inside of you that you don't even realize is there. He is speaking to something on the inside of you that he knows is there. It's like we said earlier, he sees what we don't see, he hears what we don't hear, and he sees on the inside of you that you are a mighty hero. You're a hero for your family. You're a hero for your community. You're, you are a hero in the things of God. And I want you to believe, even before you win the battle, that you are a hero and believe the things that God speaks over you, that you're the righteousness of God, that you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, that you are the head and you are not the tail, that you are above and you are not beneath. And all of the good things that he says about us, he says it to Gideon in this moment. Before he won the battle, he called him mighty hero. Look at verse 13. Sir Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles? And I want to focus on that for a second. Some of you out there, you have asked God this question. You have prayed and you have sought God. And at the end of it all, you have said, Lord, where are all the miracles that you've promised? I remember the days that that I received a prophetic word. Or I remember the days that you told me I would do X, Y, or Z, or I remember the days you promised over my family that we would be restored. I remember the day that you promised that my finances would be blessed if I would trust you. I remember when you asked me to step out in faith and I did. Lord, where are the miracles? And I've been there, you guys. I've been in that season. I've been in that moment where I look around and all I see is darkness. I look around and I don't see a, a, a darn thing. I don't see a miracle. I don't see the promises coming to pass. But you know what? That just puts us in good company. That puts us in company with all of the other faith heroes that have gone before us, whether it was in the Bible or even, even in more modern times. Every faith hero that you look up to, I promise you, they have been through seasons where they looked around and said, God, where are the miracles? God, where are are you? And and here's what I'm, I'm here to tell you. The Bible says, consider it pure joy when you encounter tests or trials of any type. And it's not because you're not going through that trial because your faith is small. You're going through that trial because your faith is being perfected. And that's what that verse says. Consider it pure joy because basically, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase, but basically it's because your faith is being perfected. And so if you look around and you say there aren't any miracles, there's no promises coming to pass, it's okay. You're in a process. You're in a season. Keep pressing. Keep going. Don't stop. 
God is going to restore. And I promise you're going to wake up one day and you're going to look around and you're going to go, oh, <laughs> okay. Now I see it, God. Now I see the breakthrough. Now I see the miracles. Now I see the change. Now I see the season of building up because you are entering into a season of building up. You're right on the edge of it. Don't stop where you are. Don't give up. Don't, don't lose faith. Stay the course. It's coming. Okay. Let's look at verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Okay, so let me go back. 13, Gideon says, But Lord, where are all the miracles? Haven't you abandoned us? Haven't you handed us over to our enemies? And this is God's reply. The Lord turned to him and he said, Gideon, go with the strength that you have. I am sending you. And that I believe with all my heart is God's word to us today, this week. It's go with the strength that you have. And this this felt this was so heavy on my heart recently as I was reading over this. Man, it, it, God just dropped it in my spirit that God is a multiplier. He is really, really, really good at multiplying. I want you to remember the the five loaves and the two fish. God took those five loaves and those two fish and he fed the 5,000. God is a multiplier. He, he wants you to give him the strength that you have. Just give him, the, 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 give him what you have. The strength that you have is enough because he multiplies it. He multiplies our efforts. He multiplies our money. He multiplies our, our strength, our energy. He is a great multiplier. It's what he does. Look at the 12 disciples. God had, Jesus had 12 disciples that then became apostles. And the, 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 the early church and the church as we know it today grew from these, well, really 11 men because we lost Judas along the way. But look at look at what Jesus what look 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 what God did when the woman came to the prophet and said I I'm a I'm going to eat and then I'm going to die. All I have left is enough enough for one meal for me and my son. We're going to eat and we're going to die. And he said, "Give me what you got." And when he did, it began to multiply and there was enough and more than enough and enough and more than enough. Look at the story of um of um Peter when he was fishing. What about the story where, where he was fishing and he caught nothing and Jesus said, cast your nets one more time. And then there was more fish than they could even get into the boat. But that's just who God is, you guys. He is a multiplier. And so right now, this is what God is speaking to you. Go with the strength that you have. I am sending you and I am with you. Take what you have. Take what I've given you. Take the little bit of faith that you have and let me multiply it. Take the little bit of energy that you have and let me multiply it. Take the little bit of influence that you have and let me let me multiply it. Take the little bit of love and kindness that you have and let me multiply that into something beautiful. Take the little bit, maybe, you're, maybe you feel like you're alone and you don't have anything to give. You're not married. You don't have kids. You just feel alone in this world. Let me tell you something. Give God what you have and he will multiply it. I promise you. And I'm reminded of this verse. Man, you guys, God's bringing up all kinds of verses in my spirit as I teach you today. One of my favorite verses is um, he, and I'm going to use she, he or she who leaves father and mother for my sake will reap a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come. He who leaves father and mother in lands and homes for my sake will reap a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come. So you know what? If you're out there and you feel lonely, you keep giving it to God. You give God everything you've got. You give him the little bit that you have and he will multiply it and bless you. And you'll look around one day and you'll say, I am surrounded by the goodness of God. Maybe you're like Gideon right now and you can't see the goodness of God. It's okay. Keep believing. Go with the strength that you have. He is sending you. Let's look at verse 15. But Lord, Gideon said, how can I rescue? So here he is arguing with God again. How can I do it? 
I am from the small, I'm from the weakest clan and I am the least in my family. So he's basically saying, I'm the least in my family and my family is from the weakest clan. So what am, what, what good am I? And who are you calling mighty hero? I'm this, I'm a weak guy and I don't have anything to give. And God saw Gideon as a mighty hero. He saw him as the one to send the army and to lead the army to save. And you know what? I believe that God does this because he wants everyone to know that it was him. It wasn't Gideon's strength. Gideon didn't come from the strongest, mightiest, powerful family in the, in the, in the, in the region. God wants to use what we have, even if it seems like a little bit, because no one will question that it was God that did it. No one will question that it wasn't our own strength and that we were incapable without him. And so I'm going to close with verse 16. It says, the Lord said to him, I will be with you. (laughs) I love this. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. What does that tell me? That tells me that God says, look, go do this thing and I'm going to make it easy for you. Sure. You know what? Sometimes things in life are not easy. Things, I I believe there are hard times in life, but if we come into agreement and alignment with God and we make him our partner, he promises to make it easy and and to make it light. He promises, come alongside of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, there will be hard days. Yes, there will be tough times, but you know what? 99% of that is our own attitude. 99% of that is us just not not deciding to, to find joy and gratitude and hope and excitement in the day. Shift your focus, shift your perspective and decide, you know what, God, if you told Gideon you're going to go with him and you're going to make it easy, then I'm going to believe you're going to go with me and you're going to make this easy. This next hill that I have to climb next week, this next mountain that I've got to overcome in the next coming months, I'm going to go and you're going to go with me and you're going to make it easy and you're going to make it exciting and you're going to make it fun. And I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Man, I feel so pumped up for y'all. I am believing that that challenge that is set before you, God's going to start to make it easy. As But you've got to come into alignment with him. You've got to come into a place of surrender with him. And he's going to do it. I just can see it and sense it. That as you surrender, come into alignment with him, humble yourself, God is going to make it easy. And he is with you. He is for you. And you know what? One more thing I got to add is as the story continues, Gideon went out with a large army and they, a lot of them began to complain. A lot of them didn't believe. And God said, no, we got to, we got to chisel this down. So he went out there and Gideon said, Hey, everyone who wants to, y'all can go home. You don't have to be here. And a lot of them went home. And he kept dwindling it down. I won't go through the whole story. I don't have time. But he kept dwindling it down and dwindling it down till he had 300 people against a mighty, vast army. And they won. And God did it. And God made it easy for them. But you know what? One more thing I got to add. You need to be very cautious and be very aware of who you are coming into alignment with. You need to recognize the kind of people that are going into battle with you. I want to caution you as you move forward into this next season. Oh, oh, it's exciting. It's great. You know, Pastor Jen did a message, did a podcast called, it's time to build up and it's time for me to move and I'm going to build up and, and God's about to do big things in my life. And I do believe all of that is true. 
but we have to be careful and we have to be obedient. When God comes to us like he came to Gideon and he said, hey, let's clean that, let's clean house. You have to be very careful who you align yourself with because if you align yourself with the wrong people, you're never going to reach the potential that God has for you. I promise you that. God is calling you to come into covenant and into alignment with the right people, with people who believe, with people who who are seeking God. Now, I'm not saying that you need to abandon everybody who's not on your level. That's 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 pride. That's not what I'm saying. We love people. We lay down our lives for people. We are here for people, but we don't allow everyone access to our lives. And that is biblical. And I'll do a whole nother podcast on it if you want me to. But let me tell you, not everyone has access to my life in a deep covenant kind of way because not everybody is pure of motive. Not everybody is pure of heart and not everybody can go with me into battle. And so I just want to encourage you right now as I close, come into alignment with God come into alignment with the right people, come into alignment with the plan of God. Know that you are a mighty hero. Know that he has good things and plans for you. Know that you have great potential and then begin to step out and know he is with you. He's building up. He's rearranging. He's redeveloping. He's renovating the the places in your heart that feel shattered. God is building it back up and good days are ahead. You guys, I'm so excited. I want to hear from you. Reach out to me if you've listened today and it has encouraged you or pumped you up or or given you new hope about something that you maybe um, were discouraged about. I want you to know I'm here. I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. And the best is yet to come. I don't just say that. I believe it with all my heart. I know today may be tough. I know last week may have been tough, but listen to me. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Keep moving forward. Come into alignment with the Holy Spirit. Listen to his voice and he will make it easy. Okay. I love you. Let's have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.